Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability people have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. These are honest conversations with people of all walks of life, reflecting on their own bootability, what it looks like, how it feels, and how the philosophy of SGI Nichiren Buddhism, which is based on the practice of chanting Nam Myo Ho Renge Kyo, can be used to bring it out. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. Today's episode is about how to build the confidence to pursue a big dream. We're speaking with Sun Yup Jung, a young man from Korea who moved to the U.S. just this past January for his postdoctoral fellowship at Penn State. I called him because a friend said he's one of the most sincere, hardworking, and optimistic people he's ever met, and boy is that true. Sun works in the field of chemical engineering. In the past, he focused on designing clean water filtration systems, which he was able to help implement in several countries in Southeast Asia. And currently, he works in the field of membrane separation. For example, removing viruses from vaccines before they can be safely administered. While he's not working on COVID directly, it was particularly fascinating talking to him because it's easy to overlook the intense effort and training put in by people behind the innovations we can't live without. Sun's story begins with his childhood in Korea, where he faced bullying so severe that it robbed him of all of his self-worth, until his mom encouraged him to start chanting Nam-myo Ho-renge-kyo. Through his Buddhist practice, he developed a habit of setting and achieving small goals, one after another, which led to the career in research that he has today. Here's his story. Actually, it is my first time to having kind of you know, interview itself is kind of first, and also interview in English is also first time for me. So a little bit afraid, but um, yeah, I will try my best. <laughs> no, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. I just have heard that your your story is so encouraging, and I think a lot of people will be happy to hear about your journey, especially because you do something so fascinating. I'm still um, on my way to pursue my future career, you know. I'm a researcher at Penn State. Um, I'm still on my way to pursue my semi-academic position. I'm, um, I think I think of myself, I haven't achieved much, and I just challenge myself to fulfill my pursuit and also keep going. So, yeah, I, I, I later picture myself as kind of an Dream seeker, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dream seeker, as, I love that. As past and as now and um, in the future also. I, I really want to remain as a dream seeker. Yeah, so, you know, Buddhability, this, um, which is another word for Buddhahood or enlightenment, mm-hmm. is really all about um, helping people understand how can you tap into that kind of power in your life to keep mm-hmm. going or to pursue something, no matter what your, your field is. Actually, I just arrived uh, in United States in this January. Uh, I started a uh, completely new field, which is bioprocessing. I'm dealing with a very unfamiliar project, um, so I'm doing kind of um hardship right now. I I'm in a, I'm stuck in an obstacle, but um, yeah, I I just enjoy this kind of a troubleshooting. 
And um, I remain. I, I I really think that um, it is the beauty of academia that you know you you confront of lots of you know uncertainty and lots of unknowns to solve. What a year to choose to come oh, to the wow. United States. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> But um, if I cannot make it in this January, um, there was very hard hard chance to um just be in the United States. You know. Yeah. Just, just made it in, in time. So before I ask more questions about your career, let's just sort of um, get to know you a little bit better. So I wanted to start with your childhood. If you can share a little bit, like when you were younger, um, did you have any dreams about what you wanted to do when you were older? And also, kind of, what was um, your sort of like any formative experience or anything you struggled with that really like began this journey that you're okay. on? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, so I was born to practice this Buddhism following my mother because my mother practiced this one uh, when I was born. Um, I actually had severe bully um, in my elementary school because um, yeah, so my family was that was not that rich. Uh, we had to move in several times in my um, elementary school days. Um, when we changed our city from Seoul, which is the capital city of the Korea, to the Anyang um, city, um, I had some hard time to just um, just get used to that that city and also friends. Um, so that I was kind of bullied, and uh, I lose my kind of self confidence, and I, I became very shy. I wasn't originally that shy boy, but um, yeah, I became. Can I can I just ask a quick follow up? If you're comfortable to share, when you say that you experienced severe bullying, um, do you remember any kind of example or like a like a story uh, that happened? Yeah. So, hmm. When I just arrived in um, Anyang City and in a new elementary uh, school. I wanted to uh, get along with my new friends, so there was a birthday party. Um, I want to become very close to them, so I went there party. Um, there was a trampoline, um, so we we decided to get inside the trampoline and have fun. But they were just united themselves, and um, they just attacked me and that at that trampoline, you know. Um, so they they formed and just kicked me. Um, so it was very um, startling because I really tried to get close to them, but um, they they did their they formed their own clan, and. Um, Just made some physical attack to me. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking. So uh, on my way back to home after that party, I just really cried, um, and um, I felt um, no confidence to make a new friend. You know, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, that is kind of an experience that I had. And um, yeah, those kind of bully. There, there are other. Events, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Children can be so 
mm-hmm. cruel. You know, you you wonder what, how that happens, but yeah. it's it's wild. So it was really yeah. hard to um, just get used to a new circumstance. You know,、uh, to make new friends. I really afraid、um, to have just just converse, just tell them my story.、Um, there is a there is the obstacle that I had in my younger age. So how did how did that begin to change? Because talking to you now, you seem so right <laughs> confident and happy, and you just moved to a new country where you don't know anybody, and like there's a pandemic, and you're just like so positive. Yeah. So so much change. How, yeah. How did it? How did that begin to change? Actually, it is it is a great shift in my life. In the mid、uh, middle school age, I really has. Have some trouble、uh, of lack of self confidence. I really don't know what should I do in the future, and、um, how can I make friends? You know, those kind of thing. Because、um, I really need to go to the high school, which is a、uh, completely new circumstance. So I was really afraid. Then I told my mother that I cannot do anything. I might, I might just, for, I might. Forget any、uh, everything, and I cannot do anything. The kind of conversation that I had, my mother, she said that even though we are not that rich to give you a much opportunity, we have chanting. So she said that I w- really want to give you my present of life, which is chanting, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. I really want to unite with you and do the chanting with me. So from that from that event, I decided to chant with a serious serious mind. So I I do chanting three set three minutes、uh, in the morning and in the in the evening evening,、um, and I felt some self confidence just soaring from my heart. And、um, I just thought that I myself、uh, just punish myself. So、um, why don't why why don't I just change my mind and、uh, why don't I just challenge myself to become a better person? That's such a profound shift at such a young age. I mean, your mom sounds amazing that she was able to say that、yeah. to you. So、um, I just thought that what should I do in this future? As I said, I was not good at anything. I I doubt. So from that searching, I felt some interest in math and science,、uh, doing some study in that field. So I decided to study hard, very very hard. You know, <laughs> more than ten hours in a day. So yeah,、no. but、uh, at the first time I cannot stand. I cannot stand thirty minutes in front of my desk. So it was really hard to、uh, make some, you know, habit. So studying habit at the desk. But、um, I chanted and、um, I really cha- challenged myself to just sit in front of my desk.、Uh, it gradually increased. So、uh, in the middle of my high school、um, days, I can spend more than ten hours in front of my desk. 
why why 10 hours like what how why did that become your first goal? it is kind of um so it, it's it sounds it looks like my kind of limit so kind of a physical limit so i just wanted to challenge the limit you know it, it, it shows, it looks like me as an Everest at that time. You know, I cannot stand half an hour in front of death, but, you know, 10 hours is really, really kind of a torture, you know. <laughs> so I just challenge it. Huh. Um, can I do it? Uh, and, um, yeah, I gradually increase my time from that. From that mm. context, I really try to enjoy every subject that I can learn from school, you know, math, science, and also Korean language and some history, some art, some ethnics. So those kind of subjects, um, I really want to uh, enjoy those um, subjects. Hearing what you just said makes me think that, you know, in Buddhism, I also grew up practicing mm -hmm. Buddhism. My, my mom also is the reason mm -hmm. I started. And, you know, we are so encouraged to set concrete goals right. all the time as a way um, to really, like, see what your potential mm -hmm. is. So it's actually such a great example that you're sharing, even at such a young age, just to see, like, can I sit and study <laughs> for, for 10 hours and just challenge the amount of hours in yeah. a day? Um, which is so encouraging. So I'm curious, you know, um, what did you learn from that experience? Mm -hmm. And then how did it lead to you pursuing a, a career? Um, yeah, so, you know, if you hit the goal, if you hit the very minor goal, you got confidence and um, you can think that uh, I can't do another thing. So I can't set another goal. And if, if you hit that goal again, then you become more confident. So study to me, uh, it really helped me to build my self-confidence, especially math. So I can do math, then why, why can't I do something in history? You know, if I can, if I can study history, then why can't I do some art? You know, so there is a very short um, episode of uh, that I learned from Taisaku Ikeda, which is my, who is my mentor. He shared that his predecessor, uh, Mr. Toda, he said that if you give me three months, I can become, become confident at that subject. Cause I have, I have this chanting. So I can build up that ability in just three months. In every subject that I learned um, in high school and after that in university, in graduate studies, um, yeah, I, I thought that I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So so he said, if you if you work at something for three months, then you can mm -hmm. learn it. Yeah, right. So in this pandemic, I actually bought a, a keyboard piano. Uh, in my place, and I just uh, learned some journey, some exercising um, notes, and I did some practice, some piano, but no, I'm not that good at, so I didn't master any piano, but <laughs> yeah, I can play a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I, I'm so encouraged by your spirit to just 
keep challenging new things. You know, I think many people, when they think about how to make a decision about what to pursue mm -hmm. next, they, not they, I mean, we all, we, we tend to approach that kind of thing like, am I good enough? Do I have the resources? Is this a good fit? What will people think of me? You know, and then we decide to pursue right. something. But I'm, so just hearing you speak, it sounds like you're just, um, you've just been training yourself to pursue things like, okay, this is what I'm going to learn. As long as I put effort, I'll get yeah, there. Yeah, right. And that's the only thing that matters. Yeah, that is kind of my spirit. Sometimes I can't hit the goal. Sometimes I cannot do that. But um, I do not hesitate that uh, I cannot do that. Um, I really think that I can, I can do. And um, I just challenge that certain item. <laughs> how does um, how does chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo now that you have been practicing for a long mm -hmm. time? How does that help in the process? So if you're challenging something in front of you, when you wake up in the morning and then you chant and then you have to challenge whatever you have in front of you, how does chanting help? Mm, what can I say? So when you do the chanting. You can find some confidence. So actually, before my arrival to United States, I cannot cook. I just live with my mother, with my family. So my mother usually cook myself, cook me some food, some deli very very delicious food. So I was really afraid uh, that I cannot do that delicious cooking. After my arrival here, I challenged myself to learn cooking. So when you want to do the cooking, at the very first time, you need you need some courage, you know. I can cook. I can feed myself. <laughs> so you go to grocery and you buy some, um, some ingredients, you know. And then after that, so chanting, by chanting, I comes up how can I do cook? So after you set up your goal, then what should I do? That takes in, you know? So you can find some YouTube or you can find some recipe. You could ask your friends who are good at cooking, you know? If you burn something, you can start again. <laughs> so I think the chanting is engine for challenge for any challenge so when we have some challenge when we um, confront up any obstacles if you do chant um, then you got the great engine then you can mm. beat them <laughs> yeah yeah that's such a great analogy mm -hmm. actually and that makes a lot of sense if i totally agree that chanting is like a great engine where you can just start mm -hmm. something you have the courage to just just begin any challenge but then sometimes we decide to challenge something and then as you're in the middle of it it gets really difficult or you get stuck and i remember um when we first spoke you shared that when you started your graduate studies you you got stuck so i want to hear a little bit about that experience like um what do you do when you get stuck and how did chanting help you sort of figure that situation out Okay, mm. so when I did my graduate study, in the very middle of that graduate study, like three or four years after my startup 
graduate study, I really stuck in. All of my experiments give me meaningless results, and um, all of my effort and endeavors seems like ended up nothing. So it was really, really hard for me. I really was afraid of just going into the lab. So when I go to the lab, I just hide and um, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> hide somewhere and just sleep all, all the day and, and just uh, go back to my home. So at that time, um, I cannot think of any chanting at that time. Um, I really avoid lots of my friends. But at that time, one of my seniors really wanted to encourage me. He keeps calling me. So at one day, I just decided to have a phone call with him. And he really encouraged me to challenge myself to just do chanting. Yeah, so I, I thought that I need to do something. So yeah, I did chant and I just figured out that I myself punishing me, punishing myself again. So I gradually increased my chanting and I could gradually build up my experiments and gradually develop my work. Yeah, I could overcome that slump so that I could continue my study in the graduate schools. <clears throat> Yeah, that's such an important point. I was thinking, you know, when people begin their practice, mm -hmm. um, they receive like uh, one of the pieces of writing that they receive is a quote from Nichiren Daishonin um, that to, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but to begin is easy, but and to continue right. is difficult. Yeah. But Buddhahood lies in continuing. Right, right. Absolutely right. So, right. Yeah. 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 Actually, um, I just, I'm just thinking that I'm, uh, again, in the middle of that obstacle, you know, I just started working here, but it's been around nine months and we are experiencing this pandemic. Um, our work phase is not at, you know, uh, we need to have some work shift and people are losing their motivations. So I think I myself also experiencing some hard time to just continue my work. But I really think that we have our great hope and uh, at some point we will overcome all these crises. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we need we need as many people as possible to have that attitude of I still have hope and I'm still going to keep mm -hmm. going even though my environment is not encouraging at all. Right. So, yeah, you know. so if so, when I do some, you know, some conversations with a lot of hope, so hopeful people, it really that conversation really lifted me up and really helped me to focus on my work and uh, my endeavors. <laughs>
Yeah, that's um, also a really important point because a couple of episodes ago, someone was sharing how, you know, chanting, of course, is so important and that's where all of the power comes from. But in order to, to tap into your Buddhability or, or Buddhahood or enlightenment, having a supportive community of people is also so important because it's so difficult, like the process of really challenging right. yourself. So I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I agree with you too. <laughs> so um, going back a little bit, so you had this experience in your graduate studies in Korea and then you came here and now you're a mm -hmm. postdoc. But I think for people that are, are not so familiar with the challenges of the work of mm -hmm. research, could you kind of share a little bit about, you know, what I imagine? For example, my brother is also a postdoc, so I, I have a little bit of insight into the how slow the processes mm -hmm. of doing research and then publishing research and then will anybody see it like it's it's a very unique kind of uh, field mm -hmm. of work because we live in a society that seeks like uh, quick rewards all the time and quick success mm -hmm. so I'm I'm just curious in terms of what you're trying to pursue like what's your professional dream and what's the what's the challenge um, in your field mm. um yeah, I think it's a great question. So my dream is to become a professor who can contribute to foster lots of capable people who can create a world a better place in in the thinking of harmony with environment and also great health of humankind. So for um, accomplishing that dream, I challenge myself to excel in my research and building my ability to teach people. So I have that kind of goal, but in reality, it is really, really hard to just focus on my research. You know, when you do some research, if you set up a direction a certain experiments would not go well with your expectation. So you cannot control anything. So it is really, really easy to get this courage that your your first hypothesis does not work. Um, but I think that is the tipping point. You can learn that your hypothesis does not work. Then you can set up another hypothesis or another self. And you can expand your work or you can even make a new new work from that finding. So I think that optimism or that aggressive posture would become your another strong, strong, strong point. So when you find some obstacle, it could be some discouraging event but it could also become your new opportunity, you know. Um, I think it is It is also valid in other fields, you know. It is not only uh, valid in research, but it is also happening in our daily life. You know, we may find some discouraging event, but it could become our new opportunity, you know? Yeah, wow. It's so, listening to you speak, it makes me think, you have this very kind of like 
amazing ability to focus on the present, you know, and just like work hard, but then also be so aware of the interconnectedness of the world and people, you know, and it's, and at the same time, the future, like the combination of being aware of the, the world of people mm -hmm. and then doing your best today. And also like for the sake of the future, it's, it's very difficult to live that way. I'm learning from Buddhism yeah. that, that, that that's just like the greatest way to live, like those three dimensions all together. So actually, while I'm saying that dream by myself, I really don't think that can I do that. <laughs> but I learned those, those from Dr. Daisaki Ikeda. So Dr. Daisaki Ikeda um, said that education is his final project, you know, so I think that it is real, really, really important to think about our future. At some point, we will overcome this pandemic. We will build up next society, I guess. But in that context, I think we need to focus on our future. So how it looks like. We may um, experience lots of things by ourselves, but it could be not the case for our kids, for our children. You know, we may find our next world and it should be a world to uh, to be livable. You know, um, it should be a plenty towards leap. I think in that context, we really need to think about our future and want to build up a world uh, together a better place. So I think that education really matters. So after I could become a professor, I would learn how to establish a ideal educational institution. Mm. If you could give one piece of advice to somebody who is pursuing like an equally difficult dream that you've learned from your Buddhist practice, what would that one piece of advice be? I think that you have your own mission. There is no one who does not have your mission or does not have your own goal. Everybody has his or her own mission, I believe in. So you may be a second place or you may find that you are in the very last in your, in your group. Or maybe you could feel that you feel everything. But I might want to say that you could learn from that. You could you could find your own goal, even in this context, and you could become marvelous. So here is a key takeaway from today's episode. If you don't believe in yourself right now because of whatever you may have faced in the past, it's okay. You can start today by setting a small goal and chanting to do your best at it. Starting somewhere is all it takes. Over time, you'll develop steady confidence in yourself. And if you falter along the way, no worries. That's what friends are for, especially Buddhist friends. It's what I treasure most about the SGI community. Someone will always encourage you to keep trying your best. And that's the stuff dreams are actually made of. 
If you enjoyed the show today and want to learn more, we have more great stuff at bootability.org, including a recent article on how to decide what to pursue if you aren't sure where to start, and also some concrete tips for your practice, which can be found on the principles section of the site. As always, don't hesitate to get in touch using the Connect form on the site or reach out to me about the show at podcast at sgi-usa.org. That's it for today, and we'll see you next week.